Meet Your Maker makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Meat only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup guaranteeing you the best price. Meat also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry, and Meat ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeetYourMaker.com and use code WAYPOINT for an exclusive discount. And get ready to deer IY this fall. This podcast is brought to you by Gundog Outdoors and Dakota 283 Kennels. Hi, hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushman Dustin podcast brought to you by Nick and Tyler. The boys from Ringnecks and Retrievers. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to Flushing and Dustin. Hunters, welcome back to another Flushing and Dustin podcast. Uh, we got a good guest tonight he is based out of colorado his name's nicholas you can find him on instagram under hunt and fisher and fisher is spelled f-i-s-c-h-e-r is that correct yes sir it's uh all one word he's running the golden retriever uh, i believe is this your first bird dog yeah absolutely this um, first bird dog so excited to have him on he's going to talk about that uh all the you know struggles that he's gone through all the successes that he's had uh so nicholas introduce yourself and we'll get going hey uh excited to be here thanks for having me uh my name is nick honke um currently out of denver and uh, i grew up in minnesota just honestly hunting at uh buddy's farms and uh didn't really have to worry about public land or you know trying to find good good private i just always had buddies who had had land yep and that's where i hunted so now coming out to Colorado, that's not necessarily the case. A uh, lot less water and uh, even public land is somewhat scarce. So what got you into, into hunting when you were a kid? Or did you get I, into hunting when you were a I kid? I didn't have the luxury of having a dad who hunted actually. Um, I, it was honestly just friends. Nice. Come out and you know, they just picked the field and said uh, they saw a bunch of roosters. So let's go watch a dit walk a ditch, or um, let's go shoot some ducks on a Saturday morning. So that's kind of what it was. Very cool. Nice. Yep. So what's a? Let's start off with a good story. I know we were talking right before. Good you story. On, it sound like one popped in your head. So let's yeah, hear for it. sure. So I, uh, I'm in a, a goose hunting group out here. So I always like to take you know, buddies, no matter what their uh, experiences. So I took my friend on, I, I would have to say his first goose hunt. So he's got a uh, semi automatic and we're waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, a group is coming in. And for some reason he didn't have his, he didn't have his gun all the way loaded. So they're coming like in Nick. and like, yeah. <laughs> I've been there before. Yeah. So locked up. And I'm, you know, hey, they're coming in, just wait for me, kind of trying to whisper, tell them what to do. And all of a sudden I just hear, and I'm like, and of course they flare, they take off. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, well, uh, my buddy's uncle always said, like, when you're walking a field, like pheasant honey, like, just have it, 
have it back just a little bit. I'm like, dude, this this is not the case or time for that. <laughs> so uh, that was BJ. So we've given him a lot of shit ever since that. I imagine so. <laughs> Man, I don't know if you've heard our old other podcast, but Nick always, he has a good story of our first year out in South Dakota where yep, we uh, loaded. we got out there and I'm kind of a... Uh, yeah, tell me to hurry the fuck up, basically. Fucking go, come on, what are you guys doing? Like, I'm fucking, I chop at the bit, man. I go, and uh, I was getting ready, and we weren't having much luck out there, and I was like, let's hurry the fuck up and get going. What are you doing? I don't know. He's dicking around. We get in a field. I get my chaps on. Diesel's, Diesel's buried. I'm like, all right, we're going we're gonna to have a good day today. I can feel it. It's only like 10 minutes in the field. If that, I don't even know. Rooster pops up maybe 25 yards out i just pull up and i'm like i didn't load my fucking gun yeah didn't load it tyler's like what are you doing i'm like uh i said let's go home i'm done <laughs> <laughs> so we we left i was so pissed off from the whole trip i'm like ah, i'm going home <laughs> oh that was funny the walk of shame oh man it was it was a bad walk yeah, yeah that's probably my worst hunting mistake right there it was yeah. uh yeah, I'm glad it was just Tyler. I mean, everybody knows about it, but I'm glad it was just Tyler that actually witnessed it. So yeah, we laugh about that every time I think about it. It's, oh man, that shit cracks me up. You've told but, uh, you've told all your friends. Now you're telling the the podcast world. Yeah, everybody in the podcast world knows. Yeah, you know, it's out there. It's the everyone screws now. up. Yeah, uh, for sure, absolutely. So, uh, so you got your first bird dog last year. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Uh, What's his name? Let's see here. Uh, Fisher. 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 Yep. He's a golden retriever. And, um, you know, honestly, I wanted the black lab. I wanted, I wanted the stereotypical, you know, run straight lines, black lab that everybody has on their Instagram photos. Yeah. What, so, yeah, what, what changed your mind? You know what? Honestly, is my wife. Um, she, she goes, so I'm looking for my first dog. Um, I really wanted to get one from SOK out in Mississippi. Oh, Barton Ramsey. Yeah. Yep. So that was my, that was my deal. That's what I wanted. And, uh, my wife's like, you're not getting a hunting dog. Like we're trying to have kids. Like that's the last thing we need. We had an old golden. So she goes, but I did hear that there are some golden retrievers that hunt. And, um, you know, my gut reaction was, shit i'm gonna i'm gonna have that fluffy dog in the field that everybody makes fun of and uh but i wanted a dog so i started to look up uh you know what there was for breeders in colorado and i one of the first ones i found was out of a town just north uh the metro here in berthet and it's like okay i think uh, i think this will let's go check it out so we we go up there, my wife and I. Well, first the lady response says we're doing a training group. We train every Sunday. Come out, take a look at the dogs. You know, she's gonna have two litters coming up. So let's just make sure, you know, it's a good fit for both sides, which is probably a good idea. So I get out there and they are running triples out of a to start in a boat, you know, across the pond, up a up a hill. That's the first come back second in the water. The third one is the, the dog swim back, throw one in the cattails. Like I'm just super impressed. Right. I'm like, shit, yep. this is what I want. 
I, I, this is what I want. I don't have to look any further. And, um, I was so pumped and you know, it's like, I would say a big, like one of my big tips is like, if you get a dog, like hopefully if you get it local, find, find, or, or find someone who that you can train with. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, yep. Especially for me, it was my first dog. I had no, no clue what I was doing, what I thought I should do. Probably wasn't even close to, you know, as long as you can teach, as long as you can teach your pup not to shit where he eats, you're doing good, right? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So, so for sure, like I, I found them, uh, they had a, they had the litter and, uh, picked them out and that, that's it. How'd you pick them out? Was there anything that you were looking for? So was I, there, I, I was were you looking for longer, longer locks. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. The long feathers. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> honestly, I stressed out about it a lot. Like I, I, I was, you know, following people on Instagram. So I was messaging them like, Hey, how do you pick out a puppy? And it was fun. like, every single person was like, dude, just go. And yeah. one's going to find you. Like, yeah. Like, don't get the one that's beating everybody up and don't get the one that's in the corner pissing by itself, you know, like just the, everything else. And so like, it was funny. Like I had, like, I asked, I asked multiple people and they all had the same, they had the same response. Like, dude, if, if I could pick out, I remember uh, a guy from Brookstone Kennels. He's like, if I could pick out the best pick puppy in every litter, I, I could sell sell them for a lot of money and it just doesn't work that way yep yep i mean mean, you don't know when they're that young yeah and my uh, yeah for sure my experience with diesel is i never even got to choose them like i uh found a candle i wanted and i was like all right i want first pick of all black males and he was the only fucking black male and I had my deposit (laughs) there you go I i was like and i almost didn't get him because he was such a fucking turd (laughs) <laughs> like he was the biggest dog and he went, he couldn't really walk. He would literally, so they, how they did it is when they did feeding time, they had a cookie sheet, which I don't think is the proper way to do it. This is an older kennel and they just put dog food on it. Let all the dogs eat. Well, he would literally lay on the cookie sheet, eat one way. So nobody could eat. And then he'd get up and lay the other way. So nobody could eat. He'd lay and all the food would be underneath him. And I thought this dog is going to suck. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm just going to do it because this is what it's meant to be. Yeah. And uh well he's not a piece of shit. So he's far from it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny though. I mean, I was stressing out. Like I you know, they had three females, three males, and I was just like, God, what am I gonna do? And and she's like, Listen, just come, the puppy's gonna pick you, and it just happened to work out that way too. So I do believe that happens. I've I've picked yeah. out other than diesel, I had two labs before him and they both <laughs> They it was like, all right, this is the dog I'm getting. Yeah, that's how it was with, with when I picked out Murph as we went up there and Lola. We didn't, we picked her out basically before we got there. We knew the breeder pretty well, so we she knew what we were looking for. Um, but yeah, Murph when I first got went up there to see him, he uh, first dog that came over to me and he wouldn't leave my side the whole time I was there. And I was like, well, that's got to be him, you know and That's so yeah crazy. it's it's crazy how that works but still still doesn't tyler is squeezing his anal, no, anal, anal glands now <laughs> oh that's lola <laughs> jesus christ she has i have to pop her fucking anal glands every 
like month and a half. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what it is. And it's, it fucking stinks. Like we have to, cause otherwise the house smells. It's bad. We're, we're yeah, starting to go. We're starting to go fund me page for fucking dog diapers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not the food. Um, it has gotten better. We did switch to Nick and I did switch to the scoop dog food. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, That's how you post it. Yeah. And so we're on month. What month are we on? Two, three, two and a half, two? two and a half. I would say somewhere around there. Two and a half. And it has with that food. I do feel it's gotten better. It doesn't like it used to be every month, like on the money, every single month we'd have to take her in. And it was like, she'd move and you'd be like, Oh my God, what was that smell? And uh, since we've switched, it's the smell's gone down, uh, but it still happens. So I do think the f- that food is helping a bit. But um, I mean, yeah. I, I've noticed uh, Diesel. One, I think he's leaned up. Two, his coat has just—I mean, it's just transformed. He's just super freaking soft. Yeah, for sure. Nice. So, so you brought you brought Fisher home. What was yep. what's your what was your process after that? Oh man. So, I mean, I, I've relied heavily on this, uh, the breeder and the training group. And, um, so the next week uh, brought him back, had him, uh, chasing clipling pigeons and, uh, you know, obstacle course, trying to build up confidence, everything like that. And, um, that's kind of where it started. Um, I, I, it was either the first or second week i we're there in the group and we've got every puppy first they just do all right one clip wing let all the puppies go let them chase it chase it around the ones who don't aren't sure they can uh then you break them off and they can do their own group but i think it's almost like a competition when they see them chasing the clip wing around and the other ones want it um so yep. that's where it started but that first or second week i uh I'm with, with the lady, her name's Erica, and it's just like one-on-one now with the pigeon, and we actually had two, so he's chasing one, and we lost track of the second one, and so I'm over there, like, kicking in the long grass, like, trying to look for it, and she just comes over and just slaps me. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, your dog's nose is so much better than any, like, just let your dog do this. I was like, well, I just didn't want him to get away. <laughs> so um, that was, I just make a lot of, you know, funny, dumb mistakes like that all the time. Yeah, but who doesn't? Yeah, for sure. I mean, still make mistakes now. Tyler, we can't hear you. I always forget to turn myself off mute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, so did you, did you go up there? Like, how close is this? You know, it sounds like you almost went up there it's on like, a weekly basis. Like, yeah. So that's, that's what it is. I mean, like at the first, the first year is, I mean, well, they train every Sunday. So okay. like literally it's from the puppies all the way to like the, you know, 13 year old veterans, right? Like everybody runs, it's just kind of specific to what their ability is at that, at that time. So like that first year, I didn't, I, I maybe missed two Sundays the whole year. You know, it's like, nice. that was, I was lucky because um we hadn't had our son yet so i had had the free time yep and um you know it's it's everything from that to then then you graduate to then we're doing retrieves on a like on a long cord and 
once they're getting that down, then you start, you know, shooting a gun in the distance and then, then it moves to, uh, um, let's see here. Then it moves to all the way to, uh, sit on the flush and the older ones are doing, um, whoops, the older ones are doing, you know, doubles and triples. And so luckily like this lady has, you know, 70 acres. So, um, you know, there's pen birds. Um, so we'll do chuckers and then pheasants and, you know, it's just, it's a great way to get ready for the season. Jeez, you found a jackpot. Nice. There's not a place like that around here. <laughs> I know of. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky, especially, I mean, especially my first dog, like my next one, I probably wouldn't have to go as much because I got an idea of what I'm doing, but yep. I just the resource, it was just oh, so man, yeah. So, so, and no, some of the people, I mean, they have what they're on their like fifth or sixth dog from this lady, right? And they've been doing it for 35 years. So the drive and everything coming out of these pups, great. Did you have to build that up? Like, oh man, how, like, I, like, like my wife was like, you need to get a golden retriever because, you know, she thought he'd lay around on the couch. And <laughs> I, I, I got a fire breathing swamp colleague, man. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, he's, he's, way too smart for me and he's he's way too driven like always needs a job like you drop your keys he picks them up like oh. he's just i'm super lucky that way but for my first dog it's been intense oh i bet so did you have did they give you like homework to do during so do you live like in so it's like it's like yeah yep i live okay. in the city so like, what yep. do you do? What do you do during the week? Obviously that dog, it sounds like it's full of piss and vinegar. Yeah. So like, I'm lucky. Like I, I kind of work for myself. So I, I take him with me almost everywhere, you know, like in the truck with me, take him to job sites. We can always mix in, you know, 15 minutes here and there. It's been super hot. So we've been swimming a lot lately. Yeah. Yep. Um, Crazy. Yeah. So every week you kind of had, homework yeah, every to work week, on yeah and... exactly exactly and and she you know she kind of has this plan like at this at this stage you know should be doing this um the biggest enough like what i found was really interesting was have you ever wanted to process your own wild game from start to finish Meet Your Maker has you covered. Mead makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Mead only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup, guaranteeing you the best price. Mead also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry. And Meat ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeetYourMaker.com and use code Waypoint for an exclusive discount. And get ready to deer IY this fall. The first, let's call it two months, he's a puppy. He's out like roaming your house if you have him out. Like she's like, don't have anything on the ground. Because if you if he picks it up and you have to discipline him it's going to cause a negative reaction and it's going to, it's going to turn to say the field, like while we're working with on these retrieves and he gets it, he's not going to want you to have it, or he's going to think you're, you know, you're going to take it away from him. So um, that discipline to me was very interesting, but I found it so helpful. You know, that makes sense to me. Cause I, uh, I had diesel trained, but he does have, he has not one chew toy in the house. Never has. Yeah. 
that yeah. one. And everybody's always like, you don't even, you're, you know, you're a jackass. Don't even give your dog anything to chew on. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, my shoes are never chewed up. Yep. Um, nothing's ever chewed up. He doesn't, he's soft mouth on birds like he's so soft that tyler's dogs go up and take the fucking bird out and i'm always like diesel just just get a little mean and bring it Pick back up to me. for yourself <laughs> yeah come on man you're bigger than they are he won't do it <laughs> yeah they that's one thing that that training group that i use that's one of the big things is not to have any toys at all don't let your dog have any toys they did they do say a little bit you know when they're teething like when they're sure. trying to get their teeth out you know to let them try to get something that you want otherwise they'll probably you know chew shit up in your house yeah, um, but i don't they, know if the best thing like is it do you let them do that in the kennel like what do you yeah they they recommend um you know Coolers keeping them too. like in their oh yeah man we're buds i mean Got i the, love fucking coors you're great <laughs> <laughs> it's right down the street hey, you know, come, uh, on to iowa. come on to iowa jesus yeah. Actually, hey, you, know what, you, you got you got the coors down there i'll come out to you you know what i'm so jealous of you guys got Mick Goldens. Oh, that we do. Mick Golden Lights. Yep. I miss I miss that beer. We got the uh, uh, the corn corn bush lights now. They have like yep. corn cans. No, it's funny. They don't have the, but... they don't have the corn boxes out here. They don't. Be Midwest. No. Yeah, shit. Gotta come to Iowa for that, I guess. I'd love to come to Iowa. Hey. It's actually not as bad as everybody says it is. Yeah, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's not as bad. <laughs> not oh, Iowa. Uh, it's fucking pretty nice out here. It is. Uh, maybe country, not right? as yeah. yeah. Maybe not as nice as Colorado because everybody in Iowa seems to move out there, but it's all right. <laughs> no, quit moving out here. <laughs> There's too many people now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But so the, uh, <laughs> the puppy thing, like you know, what I found interesting was the people who would so you know it, it starts out with everybody brings the litter right so it's like there's six puppies all the same age and then you know slowly people drop off or they're happy with yeah. that but the ones with kids those dogs were the most um maybe more aggressive like lock jawed like on the on the you know the pigeons that we started kids with wanna play, that, yeah. kids want to play tug of war with kids tug of war or there's i tug, think there's tug so of war much is more, terrible for hunting dog there's terrible. so much more crap on the floor so yeah. there's a lot more opportunity to be like no like don't like you're not supposed to have that yeah and um i i don't know it's just a i don't know if it's a coincidence but i think it's i think it's a valid valid point she's Super like if you don't point. want him to have something it shouldn't be on the ground, and and if 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 it does have something, don't make it a big deal. Like uh, just, yeah, you know, like I think the, hey, like one okay. of the like good retrieve, like good yep. retrieve, come, and then you know you're gonna get it, but don't make it a big deal. Yeah, yep. And they say like, I've I've read where you know you they have something in their mouth, and then you give them something that they can have in return. Like, hey, thanks for giving me that. Here's a you know if you have treats around or something give them a treat for you know for a return or if you have like that deer antler that they can chew on or something you know give them that for a return or yep. um, that way it's like a positive you know a positive moment instead of like you said where you're like give me that damn toy you know yeah and, yep. you know and then you scare them and they become aggressive or maybe fragile yeah and, you timid know, like 
try to hold on, you know, and they go out to the field, they might, who knows what they'll do. But um, so when you, I think it would be kind of interesting. And I, I really want to touch on this for our listeners with being in the upland community Yeah, and not many retrievers. Mine don't. Nick's doesn't work. They're not steady to flush. They don't. Um, now they're working on steady, you know, for duck hunting and stuff like that, which sure. is different, but I think it'd be really good to touch on. Cause I think you could, the way you could explain it before the podcast, I think this could go for all types of dogs. Yeah. Um, but I, it'd be interesting touch on, well, don't touch on it. Go into depth on sure. this, how do we, how could you train them for steady to flush? Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm a rookie, I'm novice. This comes from the lady I train with. She's been doing it for, you know, 35 years. But what we started out with was a small dog truck, like a little collar. And so hold it up. This will be on YouTube. Okay. There you go. So yeah, just a little, little collar. And uh, you put it on their waist, actually. So it's a little bit longer. And um, you just start out with, you know, your little, actually, we start out with pigeons. So we're out getting pigeons. And um, when it would, when it would go in the air, when he'd flush them, you know, you give a little stimulus. And his natural reaction is to go away from the stimulus. So on his butt, so it drove him down. And then uh that's that's how we started and started out with little birds then we went chuckers and then we went to pheasants um and you know it's probably like a four-week deal like it was you know a lot of a lot of sessions and the whole first year um he wore it while we hunted and this this next year um he'll probably wear it the first month and it doesn't really bother me you got to have two controls which is which is very interesting um but you know, it's birds in the air, stimulus, he sits until you release his name. So what I love about it is I, I don't ever have to worry about him, you know, in theory chasing a bird or yeah. like a really low one and having someone shoot, or you know, I, I don't have to worry about that, which is, yep. yeah, is so nice. attractive to the the whole process. But it really is it's just starting <clears throat> with a little collar and um, however you want it introduce a bird flying and then uh it's you know it's hold down till they sit so do you do you start off with giving them like so when that bird flushes do you start off with giving them like a sit command or do you just instantly right when that bird flushes give them the it's amazing like they literally they they just slam their butt to the ground really it's just it's like whatever it is right on the waist you know and it's just that pressure and they just like wow so is the are the prongs on that on the top of the dog or on the bottom? On the top, on the top of like right on the spine. Yeah. So like his hips, you know, if his, I don't know how to, if his hips. Why don't you demonstrate on yourself? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. That's funny. I'll have to post a picture of where it sits, but you know, his back hips are right here and it's, it's just right above his pelvis, like almost like straddles his spine. Okay. You know, it's not a lot of, it's not a high stimulus, but, um, I, it's to the point now, like I took him to the park and a duck flew over. I'm not even kidding you. And I just fake, I just fake, like, you know, I was eyeing it up and I looked over and he sat, That's he was cool. sitting. So it's <laughs> like, 
you know, like right out the gate, a bird flying. He knows he needs to sit. With goose and duck hunting, I have I, I haven't found that it's an issue at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and really, because I I don't want him to go till I release him on his name, anyways. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So did it, Tyler? That's something for you to work on now. You know, I think I don't know. My dogs seem kind of old. They've seen too many birds flush. I but think. but here's the thing too. So when you do this and you start going, don't only put this on your dog when you want him to sit yeah. on the flush. Like take him hiking and wear it, and don't even use the stimulus. It's just so he doesn't get in the habit of like, oh, when that's on, then I have to sit. Yeah. Or, and when it's not on, then I don't have to sit. Like it just, you know, your first whatever year you're training with him. With yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I might have to, I don't know if I'll do that with these dogs. They're pretty, for the pheasant field, I think they're pretty set in their ways. Yeah. But might, yeah. hey, might clean out Lola's anal gland if you fucking shock her once there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true i might have to try that a little, little stimuli back there yeah. <laughs> that'd be interesting a bunch of fucking that's shit funny. comes out oh god so how long did it i mean do you feel pretty comfortable so when you're doing training sessions now how so i haven't done a, i haven't done a, a live bird probably in two months but um yeah i i he's pretty much got it you know and we'll august and september kind of before like you know i don't i have, haven't been able to hunt in september so um you know we'll do birds we'll train with it on and see how he is and if he's if he's nailing it every time then we you know you don't have to have it yeah um all of her dogs do this it's incredible that is awesome that is incredible that's really cool you yeah, my needed next, my next slab i'm going to get from a and if you want to look it up, uh, it's called Iowa Pointing Labs. It's where I plan on going. Okay. Um, and they have a whole program, whole, I don't know, six-week fucking deal. You run your dog through, or not six-week, it's like four, four or five months, maybe six months. You run your whole dog through this whole training session, get them ready for competitions and stuff. And with having two kids, it's just it's just what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't have time to go out and train myself uh every day a yeah. new puppy and stuff like that so that's kind of what i plan on doing for right now see so yeah, i look them what? up and see what see what uh, see what you think about them too it's pretty good pretty yeah. good website yeah, I'll take you, a look. you know what a collar combination would have worked good for you is that doctor a tnb duel oh, it has it has same, two different collars but it's on the same controller uh -huh. so as long as you make sure you put the right color on you know, right. and know which one it is. That'd be a really good collar to, you go. to use for that because it's, yeah. you know, one handheld button. And I know some guys like Ryglin Gundogs, who we had on here, he runs a little Cocker Spaniels and they do. And I, other guys that have retrievers. And I, I thought that's maybe what you were going to say is they use whistles. So like when okay. the bird flushes, they whistle, make sure. the whistle sit. Uh -huh. um, I just... I think that'd be super hard. I like, I like how yours, the dog just knows when it flushes, there's no like command. It just, he can't chase a bird. Yeah. Right. And That's I think I I'd forget to, I'd forget to freaking whistle. I mean, half the time I right. miss a bird yeah. anyways, so I'm too focused yeah. on that, you know, and you know, I don't always have a whistle in my mouth either, you know? So I think the way you did it, I think, I think that'd be yeah. pretty legit. I'd, I'd like to see I mean, that. it's, it's really cool to see, you know, we go hunting and we've got a, 
a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, a five-year-old, a four, and, you know, say Fisher, like, it's crazy that they they all do it. That is nuts. That is crazy. Man. So, you're happy with the decision then to go with Golden? Oh, man. I, yeah. I I feel super lucky. Um, he's just so smart and so driven, and um, I think the support, like, the training group probably has a shit ton to do with it. But, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would not hesitate putting him up or going hunting with anybody and, and being like, I got a golden, you know, I wouldn't think that anymore. Yeah. That's, that's how it should be. Yep. So do you, you should want to, you should want your dog to compete. Damn it. Yeah. Fucking yeah kick my your ass. Going, I don't care what you're running. My dog's going first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So do you, do you run them? Speaking of competition, do you run them in trials or plan on running so them in trials? I, I dabbled. I mean, we did, I, I, I've done three. He did the starter thing. Got it passed. I just, it's a big commitment time-wise. Like, oh. the, like those days are insane. They are. You know, they, they take it so serious. You run for a, a minute 30 you know and it's like cool now what am i do for four hours till we do the water session you know it's like it's just not for me i if i'm gonna waste a whole day doing something it's not gonna be that and yeah. it, it, it sucks because he's he's really good and you know someone could probably make him you know give him the master title and everything i just it's just a lot of time for i've been there something. i've done it it uh, I didn't put a master title on diesel, but same thing you did. I did started and then I did seasoned and it just is, it's so like I was traveling to fucking Illinois and Wisconsin. I'm like, ah, it, <laughs> it just got to be enough. And then he figure in the hotels and the gas and it's like, geez. yeah. And you know what? Like I was looking around I'm like, God, this is such an older crowd, but it makes sense. It's their hobby. Yeah. yeah. And I, like they, yeah. they, they just train specifically to run those straight lines and do that. And it's like, I, I, don't, I don't know have the desire to, I think, do that anymore. Um, I do like everything that diesel can do. Cause he can do like some of the hand signals and shit. I've, yeah. I've only used it once in hunting and it actually worked and it was like, it was super cool. Right. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I mean, it's just uh, my dog. I wish he could do all that, but I'm not going to go and run the titles anymore. I don't care if he has a title on him. Yeah. And I, you know, you wonder like, all right, these guys, these dogs are really good at these certain things. Are they good hunting dogs? Like, are they, can they find them? It doesn't always equate that way. Uh, We actually talked about that on a show. Like you got these dogs who only know one, one thing, one speed. I got to. I got to run straight till I smell this scent or I got to do this till I smell a scent, you know, and then they hook or I got to go straight to my owner blows a whistle. And that doesn't necessarily equate to wild birds. Right. Like, can you, can you, can your dog find a a bird in this field? Like, can he put him up? 600. You know, you know, like I get the whole, the whole part, like the titles and, and you know, that, boast in your chest a little bit like i totally get that and i get you know you could get sucked in but it's a lot of a lot of time it is a lot of time i'd rather just like i personally just bought training ducks myself i just bought three of them you know from the training crew and i'm like i'll set up my my own little scenario you know it's like you said that i don't want to well one i'd have to take two dogs and 
my gosh, the I'm not breeding them or anything. So the cost to to run them, and then like Nick said, you're driving all over hell just to run these tests, you know. And I get it for like I said hey, for some people, it's the right thing. And come here. Just people have asked me if I'm ever going to do it, and I. Just, I mean, I, I might do a, he said a started one eventually down the road, maybe my next dog or something, but yeah, oh. I just don't have the desire and oh. say hello. Say hi. <laughs> say hi. Say hi into this. <laughs> say hi. Gotta get the little one. Say hi. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. She's bashful now. That's funny. But so, I mean, obviously those were your first tests that you ran through. First test. Yep. What, Um, if someone's trying to do it, what would you recommend them doing? um, Like which, or how'd you get, how'd you get prepared for it? um, You know, like I didn't go ahead of time and watch anything. I probably, I think I watched a couple of YouTube videos, like to see the difficulty. And then I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. And then, um, I, I actually knew a couple of people that were going to the event. Right. And so they kind of walked me through it a little bit. Um, so like, if you're going to do HRC or AKC, I think there's training groups specifically. Yep. There are, you know, for that event, like, you know, there's probably four or five different ones in the state of Colorado. Yep, I did like, HRC. What'd you do? Yep, me too. Yeah. So like I actually, you know, I joined the I paid the 50 bucks and I went to um two of their sessions and I I thought I was in deep you know, like we were in decent shape. So yeah. Uh just kind of went ahead with that. Yeah, I mean but there's there's a lot of groups, so just find one in your area, I guess. Yeah, we have I have one just south of me and I think they train for HRC. I've gone to a few of their training days that they have. I've just yeah. never signed up. You know, they had a, a test this year, I think last month, the first weekend, and it looked like they had a pretty good turnout, but. And you know, know it's their dog people. So you're going to find, you're going to find like-minded people. And yeah. for me, like I pay, it's 50 bucks a year and you get, access to two fields and a pond year round so that oh that's nice. for me. So I don't, that we don't have that no i don't have any but of that we, i do have where the hrc club trains down here and i was telling tyler about this and there's a there's a stream and everything running through it and it's it's for like actually launching dummies because you're around des moines so you you know you got to be careful of shooting guns where you shoot and all that stuff so you can use you know cat pistols and all that stuff out there yeah so that's it's, nice. it's pretty nice yeah, you haven't, I haven't taken you out to it, I don't think. No, I go up to the city park, and I have a, a bird launcher, and I put 209 primer pistol in, and, uh, to make the bang, and I always make sure I have it set up in, like, the farthest corner and make sure the wind's – because there's houses on, like, the one far side, so I'm, like, way over here, and I make sure the wind's not blowing that way because I don't want them to be like, what the hell is he shooting? You know, but, yeah, yeah I take it see- up there and – if you ever see a guy on YouTube running through the park with a fucking glove on his finger out running after his dog, you know, it's Tyler. <laughs> There's Tyler. <laughs> oh, shit. Get over here. <laughs> but so what's your, so are you mainly, do you mainly hunt upland out in Colorado? What's the bird population? So, like? Honestly, like 
for Upland. Like Northeast Colorado is decent. It's it's nothing like where we grew up. Um, right, probably just better off walking outside, getting high off everybody else than you are finding birds, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I like Eastern Colorado a little bit, but mostly like Upland. I go Nebraska, and then we take a South Dakota trip every year. Nice, nice. When, what, what time do you go to? Yeah, what? That's what I was gonna say. What part of South Dakota? Um, so north of here. Okay. Should um, be. So we're going to be going about that same spot. Last year we were by just west Wall of Bay. Watertown. Yeah, west of Watertown, Wall Bay. Um, so I think your... we're west of that. Yes, um, yeah, and, it's, and we just peers. yeah. So it's just we just go north of there. And um, are you staying in an uh, Airbnb? Public, yeah, it's like a trailer. So those are always fun. There's a supper club. I mean, it's. It's we're everything you could dream of. A supper club, huh? Where yeah. are we staying at? But uh, close, I mean, close to the public land this time. The public land is so great. It's just the bird numbers are great. It's easy access. It's not crowded. Um, and I, you know, I've I've been lucky to to do it with a friend of mine. What time of year do um, you go? We always go the second weekend. Okay. Okay. So we go. Closer to December, right after Thanksgiving, we leave that okay. Saturday. We leave that Saturday, and then less crops. Less crops. So we the first couple times, few times we went out there, God, we'd run into just birds galore going in the fields, and it was like son of a bitch. And you know, you'd even start by walking kind of in the in the corn a little bit when you're starting to hunt, hopefully to get them pushed out in the field. And I don't know, we just didn't seem to have any. Well, it was only two guys, you know. I don't know how many guys you hunt with. Just you two as well. Uh, no, so we've got we've got a decent crew we split up in two groups. Yeah, so if we would have had some blockers, then it would probably have worked, but we just couldn't get it figured out. And I was like, you know, we just need to wait till the crops get out. Yeah, we had, we had much better luck last year while, yeah. while doing that. Yeah, we did. Numbers, numbers were good the last, well, last year for sure, um, for what we experienced. But um, so here's a funny story. It's funny now but it wasn't funny at the time. So my nuts. first, my first ever hunt with Fisher going to South Dakota, like it's going to be, it's going to be epic. epic. Yep. So we get six dudes. We pile in a 12 passenger van head out. It's, it's always a riot, right? It's so much fun. We hit snow. So our travels slower. So we're able to hunt like the last hour of the day. And uh, we scared up some birds, but nothing, not that big of a deal. No shots fired. Okay, drive the rest of the way. That night, it dumps a foot of snow. Whoa. So I'm just amped because I'm like, it's my first hunting trip. My first hunting dog. This is going to be so good. I pack all my shit in the van the night before. Well, it's like four degrees overnight. So all my uh -huh. fucking callers froze. Batteries dead. So I get <laughs> to the field. I put all the shit on Fisher. Like I get his cape on. Like where I'm like, this is it. Like this is what I've been training for. This caller's dead. So now what do you do? Do you do you run? Dude, I hunt. Dog? I'm hunting. Fuck it. 12 Fuck inches it. of snow. You gotta go. 
He's not going that far out. Neither are you. (laughs) But I was like, it's my first dog. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm like, could I lose him? Like, is a dog going to get up? Is he going to take off after it? I'll never find him. Right. Like all these thoughts went through my head. So we walked one section. I had him on a 20 foot cord. And then after that, I just let him go. And and we got his first one, went back for lunch and uh, charged charged everything up. And we got three that afternoon. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you must have been up there because it was it that second weekend where they just like that huge yeah. blizzard came through. Yep. Yeah. God, we had to be we... careful where we parked with the with the big van because if we get it stuck. <laughs> was it all wheel drive? Oh, hopefully. No. It wasn't. Oh, oh shit. Fuck. It was crazy. That had to be nuts. Yeah. That's a but good it, idea. It was like it was like you just think the stars are going to align. It's a first trip, first yeah. hunt, like everything's going to be perfect. And it was like the complete opposite. We had, that was our That's first it, trip yeah. with diesel. One bird fucking yeah. four days. And then I didn't load my gun. That was our trip. First yeah. diesel. I was so pissed. I was like, South Dakota sucks. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and where did, where were we? We were in winter, South Dakota. Winter, yeah. not recommended. It was not good. So that's where we that's where we first stopped because we were so it was so slow going there. Yeah, that we ended up we're like let's hunt an hour and we hunted around there. Um, I tell you what, there's a shit ton of birds down there on private ground. That's what we found. Like the public, the public was just matted down. It was yeah, people must just run races in that public ground. We were in public and all like, I mean, birds were getting up way in the distance, but it was all public or private yeah. fields. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There was one field that do, I, I don't know how many birds we saw, but we were sitting on a gravel 5, road and they were just stupid. back and forth, but, and then they'd come out behind us and I'm like, oh so we actually God, tried, we actually birds. tried to pull it where we parked the truck on the far end and there was like a group of trees we went and sat and we said all right these fuckers run out we're just gonna try to yeah, they're in the get ditch there. you know like they never even came it's like they knew we were sitting there yeah they flew behind the truck they were literally yeah. crossing right where those trees were we're yeah. like God, we'll just go sneak up in there you know sit up in there next thing you know they're flying from behind the fucking truck it's like jesus christ they waited they, they yeah. saw you get in the position they Smart saw or they they're hearing they knew that uh oh something's over here it's like jeez yeah it's funny the difference between wild and uh pen raised birds huh oh yeah big difference such a difference i, I yeah. feel like a for like novice i feel like a 20 gauge is a game farm and a 12 gauge is a is a public field yeah you yeah. need that extra distance in the public land oh yeah <laughs> for novice for sure <laughs> yeah i still do and, but whatever. 16 gauge works that's what we started using recently yeah yeah we got the a5 sweet 16 yeah the gold that's sweet oh man it is so nice so nice and it's so light you just load up on uh shells early or how do you we go boss ammo yeah they always okay. have 16 gauge never had an issue getting any nope. from them um nope, probably gonna get ready to, better get ready to probably buy another hundred here because you never know yeah i know 12 gauge they sometimes run low on but yeah 16 gauge last year what nick you bought 100 i bought 100 and yeah i think about 150 total last year or 140 so, whatever they come in 140 because they come yeah. in 20, 20 per box yeah so what right. what shot do you guys use for pheasants 
Oh, so I think those are fives. Fives. Sixteens yeah. are fives, I believe. And I think I honestly think a, you could use seven in those. Um, yeah. They had a shit ton of knockdown power. I mean, the bird was just when you hit it, it just crumbled. Just Tyler's, crumbled. Tyler's speaking from when I shoot, not when he shoots. He misses all the time. It, you know what's funny? Is <laughs> I hit no okay. shit. I was shooting seven shot, and I had a quail get up like. That thing had was at least thirty yards out. One shot dropped in. I'm like, how the hell can I hit one of those little bastards? And I cannot hit a damn pheasant. Hey, you know what they say? Aim small, miss small. That's what happens. Just, like, just one BB. Just needs man. one BB. Just pisses me off. I'll get like nice chip shots, and I fucking unload a, on them, a, and I can't get fucking, shit. He could have a fucking coyote trying to bite him. He'd miss that. <laughs> God, so when, when birds when birds get up, you get all excited. Like, do you or what? <laughs> no, I no, just I think I think he's out there farting a fucking skillet. He doesn't know what the hell he's just. Oh, bird! <laughs> <laughs> I always say I blame it on watching the dogs because I watching them and then I forget that I got shoot. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes it depends. There's days where I went out with uh, my one buddy and I got three out of the four birds, you know, single shot on each of them. And then I'll Guess go what? out. No proof. I wasn't with him. He says it it's on video. Look at YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then I'll go out the next time. I just need to shoot more in the off season is basically what it boils down to. But it's really hard to come by cheap 16 gauge ammo. You know, so, but I mean, I guess if you shoot any gun, you'll get used to it. Yep. So, yep. Um, so I, I mean, for me, I just have a couple of things here that I've definitely learned over the, uh, you know, this year and a half that I've had them. Drink more beer. You drink more <laughs> beer for sure. You can always, always win that way. <laughs> um, I, I found that like, my mindset has to be like, I'm going all in on a training session. Like whenever I don't, whenever I'm like, oh, I'll just throw in 15 minutes here. Like if I don't put all his callers on, if I'm not like it, something always seems to just go wrong. Yep. Or like I can't get them, you know, like an immediate like correction. And, and even if it goes wrong, at least come up with a learning moment at that time. So like it, for me now, I just go, all right even if I got 10 minutes, they're going to be 10 good minutes. And I'm going to put, you know, like put everything on him. I'm going to have everything, you know, like know which direction I'm throwing. I'm going to, you know, like I just, I find that that's, I get such better results out of the, the good 10 minutes than half ass 20 minutes. Yep. That's, that's good. Advice. Yeah. I agree with that. I, uh, with my, with the dogs now, I, I actually have like a little, well, since I take them up to the park, my training area, I have a little trailer or a little wagon that I pull that I just leave. And I got a bag in there that has like all their bumpers and I put my whistle in there and it has everything. So that way, like, cause I was finding that I'd always forget a whistle or forget. Yeah. Something. Same. And then I get up there and I'm like, God damn it. Now I can't do what I wanted to do, you know? And that's usually when you need to do some sort of recall or something and you don't have you know, your whistle to do it. And yeah, so I, I got a little, well, I don't even know what type of wagon it is. Just a little garden wagon, you know, that I pull up that has my place boards in it and can hold my bird launcher and have a little bag that has all my bumpers in it and the whistle and 
their collars and leashes and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm the same. Like I would forget a whistle or I don't, you know, like multiple bumpers. Like I, there was always something in a, so like same thing, vest, I always have everything. Um, start, we're working on hand signals now too. So every time we start something, it's a single whistle with a, just a nick of stimulus. And it's like, I would forget the whistle and I wouldn't do that. And then, you know, that's that it's just like, God, what the hell am I doing? So um, that was one thing um, always like for me, like it's hard, like, cause I, like you see like four-year-old dogs and they're able to do all this. Like I just, you know, like it's hard not to want to hurry and get there. But for me, like, all right, I got to master this before I move on. Yep. And it's, it, it hasn't always been the most fun, but what's even less fun is going back and trying to work on that because you move to the next step, but you move yeah. there too fast. So like from yep. like master something. And then if after that do the same thing, but make it a little more difficult and then move on. Yeah, um, for sure. That was a big thing for me. And I, I'm sure everybody, you know, maybe everybody knows that, but for me, it's as yep. a first time dog owner, something yeah, there's, that's there's so many it's, steps that builds into like you're at hand signals now right and there's yeah. so many steps before that that you have to master before you can start doing correct hand signals you know right. like you gotta be sitting you know remote sits or you gotta make sure they're running straight lines and then you got to make sure they're taking correct hand signals and blind retrieve. Yeah. You know, retrieving properly. I mean, there's so much stuff that comes before it, you know, that's. And I think like it's, it was just a mindset for me because I always just want to get to the next thing. Like, come on, like we can do this. I know he's smart enough. Like he, he'll be able to grasp this. It's like, all right, yep. let's go back, like hammer this out and then move on. Yeah. And I think one thing too is you just got to like your patience has to be there. And that is probably for me, that's like the hardest thing because they'll do good one day. And then the next day it's like, they forgot everything. And I'm like, come on, you know, and you're just like your patience grows thin. But I think that's for me, that was one of my biggest learning things with running my dogs is to remain patient with them, you know, and, just trust the process and so like working it. you know like when your guys look your dogs learn something they kind of have they kind of have this reaction almost and you can kind of see them like looking like that yeah. used to frustrate the hell out of me now i kind of laugh at it because like you know you just do it so much and then you're like okay at least he's like you can almost see his train of thought like well, i, yeah. I want to do it but i don't like uh, uh, uh yeah like like I laugh at it now because I, I know that it means I'm teaching him something new, but it used to just frustrate the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just working a pile retrieves or whatever you call yeah. them. Um, and so we worked on two bumpers and we got the dogs past the two bumpers. And then I went to three with Murph and he like, he knows what he has to do. Right but he always does this thing when he, when you throw like another element into it, he would like, he, he went out to the, to the pile, picked one up, looked at me and then he set it down. Then he looked at me 
And I'm like, you better not pick up a different one. Yeah, shop and I'm like, and I was like, ah. And then he picks it up, looks at me, and I'm like, oh my god, dog, just come back to me. Just bring the fucking bumper back. And then he did, but I'm like, you know, I could have lost my patience right there and, you know, did a wrong correction at the wrong time. You know, and like I said, he knew what he had to do. He's just, he's just a stubborn son of a bitch sometimes. It's it's a crazy process. I mean, it's hopefully everyone has, has the experience to go through it, you know, yeah. yeah. gets the opportunity to go through it. I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's definitely it's, a crazy the experience. first one is the first one's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's always fun. It's always seeing, watching your dog improve and whatnot. It's always a good time. Yeah. You know, and then you get to take them out to the field and really put it to the test and hopefully it works, <laughs> yeah, for sure. you know, but so like a funny example. So our first hunt this year was South Dakota collar batteries froze you know run into that our my last hunt um this group was going out to to eastern nebraska and um like him and and i'm like i don't know if i can go i don't know if i can go they're going they went thursday to sunday i was like i think i can go it's like the last weekend of the year i was like all right i'm gonna come up just thursday so i leave at 4 30 in the morning i get about an hour out i get a speeding ticket like okay just be positive like this is still going to be a good day it had snowed like four or five inches the night before so perfect i I always love i always love that you know at least you can see tracks or something if you don't put any out so get there and we had the most epic day ever we had a we shot a four-man limit four by two o'clock all public land like it was just it was so great and you know it's like it's like six years once every six years you know stars aligned everything was great and i i was just so happy because we actually put up and i shot like a a man limit you know myself just fisher and i yeah it was like just like okay everything we're doing is is working out and it's just so rewarding to have a day like that that is awesome that's awesome that is oh, man. really cool. We usually try to keep them at an hour. So okay. tons of information. Obviously, yeah, I think no, we I think we much. can have you we can have you back on maybe after this that during the season sometime to give an update on, you know, how everything's sure. progressing with Fisher. We'd love to have you back on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I mean it's, about if if people are on their first one, it, it's frustrating. Just keep working through it, count on other people, like reach yeah. out. I think that's the biggest thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. And oh, for sure. um, it's very rewarding. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, for sure. Yep. We'll, we'll bring you back on, uh, later in the season. So again, thanks for coming on Flushman Dustin Pine. Have a good one.